This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Joe Rogan describes today's guest as always 11 months ahead of the rest of the world. Well, if that is the case, we should all be relieved because the man just became a Christian and the best kind, I think. He got to start as a DJ on pirate radio, and he's kept that spirit ever since. Shortly after his time as a VJ at MTV, he dove into the world of podcasting. Actually, a better way to put that is he's the guy who really invented or created the world of podcasting by starting the first RSS feeds. Hence his title, The Podfather. He has also earned the title of Conspiracy Therapist. Uh, the last time uh, he was on the podcast, we covered, I think, every imaginable topic. But a lot has happened in the past year. And I've changed. And he's changed. Today's guest is a pretty safe bet you are in for a fascinating hour. Please welcome back to the program, Adam Curry. Before we begin, let's talk about the uncomfortable uh, uh, topic of sweatiness. Um, there was a doctor at Harvard. He was a scientist at Harvard, and he had and Stu told me the other day he'd never heard of sweat tacos before. You know, that's the that's the ring under your arm, and then when you put them down, it's like tacos. I don't I don't usually keep meat under each arm in a taco form, but. If this guy was really, really uncomfortable with the sweat tacos as he would teach, he was just embarrassed by it all the time. Then he realized, I'm a scientist, man. What what am I doing? Why am I not coming up with uh, something to deal with this? Well, he did. It's called Sweat Block. And you can get it now at sweatblock.com. You can get it on uh, Amazon as well. But if you want to save money, you'll go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code um, Beck, and you will save 20% off of your order. They have the regular stick, which is really, really good. The awesome thing really is the sweatblock wipes. Before you go to bed one night, let's say it's Monday, you just wipe it under each arm. You don't have to apply anything for the next mm, six, seven days. It's remarkable, really remarkable. Sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. It really is. I, I have to say, right off the bat, you've had some amazing guests on recently. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, wow. Um, Jonathan Kahn yeah. blew me away. Yeah. Right away, I had to read his book. Was mm -hmm. it Return of the Gods? Mm -hmm. and, and I hadn't seen it, I guess it was an older interview with Felix Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. That, a couple of years old. But it, it aired recently. Yeah. It, it, you put it on again. And he's really good friends with my uncle, uh, Don Gregg. That's the CIA That's the CIA, CIA guy, uncle, exactly. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. and Don is still with us. He's now ninety-five, and he. I think they talk 
at least once or twice a year. Mm. And he always loves, to, he's a great storyteller, he always loves mm. telling the story about when he was station chief in Vietnam in the 70s and they had some kind of party, you know, like almost like an ambassador type deal. And Felix would come in from the battlefield with his fatigues, with hand grenades strapped <laughs> to his belt and mud on his boots. And yeah. like, you know, uh, yeah. I, I can only say for a few minutes, mm-hmm. Don, I'm going to go. It's like, so seeing him, because I'd never met uh, Felix, was like, wow, that just all kind of came together. Yeah. Like, he has some great guests. It's he's really a, cool. Thank you. He's a, he's a great guy. Phenomenal guy. Yeah, I just saw him in Florida at the, uh, at the governor's inaugural or inauguration right uh-huh and uh he's aged well the, he's 90 in the yeah. 90s now as well yeah. right yeah, of course yeah. um so i i want to i have so much to talk okay, to you yeah, about okay i'm sorry I, I need you're get kind that of out. like an expert on everything no. uh and uh but i want to hear about i it was an awkward interview uh when you were uh telling joe rogan uh, about your turn to christianity and I don't, I just don't think he understood, you know, he, I don't think he understood it exactly. Um, for, I, I'm not I'm, throwing him under the bus. No, no, saying, I yeah. actually, um, he was very kind and I, I knew he would be kind. And I also knew that I had to say this, it had to get out. I, the, the Holy Spirit was working through me big time. Mm. You were an atheist. Um, totally. You are now talking about the Holy Spirit. I know, I know. It's crazy. It's well, as I explained then, uh, and I think I, we talked about it the last time we were together. I yeah. talked about Naomi Wolf, who had written these substacks, mm-hmm. and you know, she's, uh, she's now, I guess you would call her a messianic Jew, mm-hmm. um, and she converted to Christianity because she was in all the hoity-toity Upper East Side, mm-hmm. you know, elite dinner parties and hearing these people talking uh, you know, financially about how they were going to screw people or didn't care about you know, just people. And, and she concluded that that's evil. These people aren't evil, but there's evil there. there. Evil. And the conclusion is then there has to be a good side. And so exactly what I, what I told Joe is I have always approached all the conspiracy theories. I love mm-hmm. it. You know, I've, I've learned a lot from you. It always ends with George Soros at the end of the blackboard. It's always, <laughs> it George, Soros. It's always George Soros at the end. And, I uh, wish we would have left him on that studio right, that yeah, looked well, like the moon. Unfortunately, well, now Alexander is up next, so we yeah, got to keep eye on him. He's worse. Uh, and... And I, I just started to study it, and I just started to read, read books. And you know, within two, three weeks, I was like, uh, "This is real." There is so, and there's even these days even more evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Uh, it Metaxas, I think, is his name. He just yeah, wrote Eric a book. Metaxas. Eric Metaxas. Oh, yeah. have, you, have you spoken to him? Oh yeah, a good friend. Phenomenal yeah, guy. So amazing. He, yeah, his book about um, uh, atheism. And it's just like, wow, there's so much out there and so much written. It far surpasses anything you could read about 9-11 yeah. or JFK or, oh, or yeah. any of that stuff. So, and, and then it just grabbed me. And I, luckily, my wife is on the same journey with me at the same time. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, so, was she an atheist too? Yeah. And, well, she grew up Catholic, but right. you know, yeah, totally yeah. lapsed. And, right. uh, uh, and it never really grabbed her. And she, had, I think she'd been looking, I knew she'd been looking longer than I had. I mean, I grew up, my parents were Unitarian, mm. which like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all I remember is we we drove at three in the morning for hours, went up on a hill, and then at sunrise played Cat Stevens' Morning Has Broken. Yeah. And I'm like, Unitarianism is <laughs> not for me. Uh, and I, and neither is Cat the Stevens. First, the first <laughs> time uh, that I ever went to a uh, Unitarian church, it was on the town green in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And um, I went. Went in and I'm sitting there and halfway through preacher gets up to give a sermon and he said now y'all know that 
I don't believe in God, but they should have that on the door right. someplace outside. Yeah. And what was really interesting, though, mm-hmm. and I didn't really witness it all up that close. My dad was the last 10 years of his life. He was in, you know, basically deteriorated mm-hmm. and he was in a home. Uh, but he decided about three years before he passed, he became a Christian. He got baptized mm. and everything. Now he's living in the Netherlands, so it was a little, a little yeah. distant for me, and we didn't really have a great relationship. Mm. So now it's kind of interesting. Like, oh, you know, I'll see you again, and yeah. we'll and we'll have a we'll we'll have a different relationship. Yeah. Uh, but that all these things were were nudges. All these things were little little clues. And man, once you once you accept, and I got baptized. You know, I know literally um, on the April nineteenth. I was like, it was such a phenomenal moment. Um, and the people that come into your life, the how things change is it's really mind boggling. So that's what that's what I think uh, when I was watching you with Joe, I, I, I wanted to ask the question instead. How have you changed? How is this? Because I, I look I don't, when it comes to religion, I have my belief in religion, but. God is different than religion. You know what I mean? Yes. And I found my religion, I found my religion is a great framework for me Mm -hmm. to help me be a better man. Whether we die and, you know, we wake up, you know, in a dirt box, I'm going to be surprised. Uh, But I was a better man while I was alive because of that. So how have you changed? Well, the first thing is I've, I've realized that he has been working through me for a long time. Always. It was, I remember very well 1990 is when, you know, there's this, you know, uh, and I, I love scripture and st- stuff sticks in my head. You know, I was like, um, if by worrying, can you gain a single hour of your life? Or don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough to worry about itself. And there was a moment in 1990 where I was fired for the seventh time by MTV. And I had, you know, a hundred bucks in the bank, mortgage. I had a, a, a two-year-old child, all this stuff. It's like, and, and I was so freaked out for days and days and days. And then all magically, uh, MTV called. They hired me back for five times the amount. You know, all the stuff happened. And I decided never again am I going to worry about, certainly not about money, just mm-hmm. not going to worry about it. I never have, never really cared about it that much. Um, and now I realize all the things. I believe even the invention of podcasting was him working through me. All the way through what we're doing now with podcasting 2.0. And now um, I realize with no agenda, uh, you know, the podcast John and I do, it's there's a lot that has been channeled through me and it comes from our boots on the ground people and mm-hmm. and man once i professed my faith the amount of christians who stood up and said oh, we've been praying for you for 10 years yeah. you know, it's about <laughs> about time so that has made me a much better man and just in so many ways i'm i have much more patience uh i am really starting to understand you know love not as a chemistry but you mm-hmm. know truly what god mm-hmm. and religion is about um, I am uh, quick to listen, slow to answer, slow mm-hmm. to get angry. You know, these types of things. I don't get angry. Um, and, and we all get annoyed by sure, stuff. Sure. I'm still divinely human. But um, it, how I approach people. Uh, it's completely different, isn't it? I mean, even George Soros, you have to see mm-hmm. him in 3D. I you know. know. You have to see all aspects of it to understand where he's coming from. So I don't hate. You know, that's, that's, that is. So I have been saying recently ringing the bell pretty hard you know you probably know this the the history of the weimar republic Mm. we're repeating it exactly right down to transgenderism yes Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. 
And what happened in Germany, Dietrich Bonhoeffer always thought he was missing something that Gandhi had done, but he hadn't. It's that the churches, the Christians, had already closed their hearts, and they were looking for Sing somebody. louder so we don't hear the children yes. screaming as the yes. trains go by. Right, yep. and yep. we're looking for somebody to, to fix this problem. Yes. And if we don't prepare our hearts, so we love the... Be- if you don't understand... We're all God's children, and I don't know about you, but I want all my children with me. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, if of one of them's lost, go out and see if you can help my child. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them all back. He's the same way. So us hating the ones who hate us is mm-hmm. absolutely not the way to go. And unfortunately, uh, that that hate is in general the American media model. Um, this is how social media works. This is how um, cable television news works. Mm-hmm. I mean, all they do all day is yell at the other guy. You know, yeah, and, right. and, oh, my God, Tucker's gone. Who are we going to yell at now? We'll yell right. about Tucker on Twitter. <laughs> you know, yell about Elon, whatever. <laughs> Just yell, yell, yell. Right. And, and, of course, that's why um, politicians love that because, you know, that's ultimately also money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be on a committee, you need a million bucks. You know, mm-hmm. and so they need money, need to raise money, the super PAC. So they use the same, mm-hmm. the same strife and opposition and it's we get spun up we get so spun up and and of course i still i can get spun up too we all get spun up about stuff but it doesn't help it just doesn't solve anything it's not the answer have you had a different view of i mean you just talked about your friends in new york you know that it, it was evil she saw that it was evil i am shocked at how clearly evil has presented itself now Mm -hmm. i mean it's it has we've gone from a good place that had some evil to an evil place that has some good or at least it feels (laughs) feels that that way way. you know it does um so have you had a different view uh, and outlook on what we're facing well we're facing satan there's no doubt about it i mean it's not bad people it's just people who've been completely captured the sad part is what Big Pharma has done to us. And COVID, you know, a lot of this was really cemented with with COVID and trust in the science, believe the science. Science is your God. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, this is why people still walk outside, you know, with a mask on. It's because they yeah. have been completely captured by a force. Um some people will unfortunately have to get voted off the island. We cannot save everybody, but yeah. I'd like to. So for me, that, you know, trying to, and this is even before, before I, I came to, to God and Jesus, I was already kind of telling my audience, like, you know, if someone comes to you and says, hey, you know, I think I kind of screwed up with that and I'm sorry, family members, um, let them back into your heart. And a lot of people to. like, I'm never going to forget this. I'm ne- that's not going to work. It's just it's a it's we a short term solution. You really have to, yeah. but it's hard and it's scary. I mean, when I professed to to Joe, it was scary, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen. But I, I was like, I got to do this. I got to tell everybody what happened. Glenn is this went viral. There there were pastors showing clips of me with Rogan in church. And saying, pray for Adam so he can pray for Joe. I mean, this, this is insane, the, the, what happened. And I think just like in 1966, you know, famous Time magazine cover, mm-hmm. Is God Dead? That was only three years before the Jesus Freaks Revolution. came out. Jesus yeah. Revolution. Great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. You see, I love that movie. movie. Um, and it feels like we may be in a similar 
point in history. I think we are. I, I, it feels like it. You know, Aslan is on the move. You know, yeah. some, something is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for us to even have this conversation, you know, maybe in the 80s and 90s, we would be totally seen as kooks. I, that's not that way anymore. It just isn't. It's really, it's, it's very interesting because I just, a year ago, I was railing on, I think we have a lot of Christians that don't believe in Christianity because they'll say, what are we going to do? And I'll be like, follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just follow the Lord. Do what he says. Do the next right thing and we'll be okay. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm doing that. But what are we going to do about, you know, the, the way the world is? And I'm like, well, you know, miracles. You're right. He, he pray. Ro- How about he, pray? Let's pray. He rose from the dead. That's a lot harder than fixing America. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, there's so much scripture that I find incredibly helpful. For me personally, um, like in the morning, first, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit, just fill me up. Just mm-hmm. fill up my buckets, man. I'm just going to splash out goodness everywhere I can go. This is from my pastor, uh, Jimmy Pruitt. Mm-hmm. He taught me all this. Um, but particularly with you and I do, you know, I, I, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've got my, my, my feet firmly planted, my shoes in, uh, in, the, in the good Gospel news. I've got my shield of, yep. uh, of truth. I've got my, uh, my helmet of, uh, of salvation, you know, and I've got mm-hmm. my, I have my sword by my hand mm-hmm. of, um, of the word of God. And it really seems to work. This is the thing. And, and prayer works mm-hmm. and love, loving people works. It's not easy. And, you know, and, and you have to work at it. Um, but we work it so much. There's so much times, that we do. At times, my wife and I have an agreement that whenever we get into an argument, we will stop and say, let's get down on our knees and pray. And we, it's always solved. Always. No matter how bad it was, always solved after That's the beautiful. prayer. Yeah. But there, there are times when it'll come to mind, get down on your knees and pray, and it'll be like, no, I want to win. You know what I mean? It's just so against <laughs> yeah. the natural man. It is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this, this, is a, this is not a war of the flesh, man. This, yeah. this is a war of the spirit. It's a spiritual war. And unfortunately, we're fighting each other. You know, and that's, and it's, and it's, you, it, it, it's interesting to me you bring up the, the uh, full armor mm-hmm. uh, of God. Because uh, I've pondered that so many times that your feet are shod in the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. So that's taking you away from you know jamming that sword Mm -hmm. through somebody the helmet of salvation you can't do anything until you get rid of the past and you're not thinking about all of the mistakes and you're you're clear and in the present Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just such a and the 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 shield of truth Mm -hmm. It's, it's just you just hold the truth up in this in these yeah. days yeah. all of this makes sense now yeah it does and and it works and you know the one thing i know is you know i don't get too preachy with people sure you know if anyone just like my friend i woke up one day and said what are all these christians doing around me who are mm-hmm. these men i'm working with and they're all christians you mm-hmm. know and, and you know oh yeah i pray for this i pray for that and when you ask questions they were happy to answer me yeah and but that, they didn't and jam it down your throat nah, same no. thing with me it doesn't work doesn't That's work with me. your kids doesn't work with anybody mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. just let it go best best conversion is uh, comes from just great examples 
Absolutely, you know, and there are quite a few. They are. There are quite there a few. Are. There are. And 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 just you know, look at media. You know, as we said, Jesus Revolution. That you know, that movie wasn't expected to do more than seven million dollars. Is what is it seventy now? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, the Chosen, you know, mm-hmm. very successful TV uh, series. Is this? And isn't it interesting? There's so much money to be made there, and <laughs> yeah, it never goes there. There's so much money to be made in just. Doesn't even have to be wholesome, Little House in the Prairie. Just not having everybody, you know, making out, you know, having sex, swearing, using the F word all the time. Something that the entire family could sit down and, and watch. watch. Well, I, and I, they don't make them. I mean, I grew up with the Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We're the same age. <laughs> and you're the Waltons yeah, and all yeah, this. Yeah. Thing. And we love that. You know, that, that was cool. Um, yeah, you're right. But that's all. I mean, that's one, one of the main things that's changed for me. I don't cuss as much. I've really gotten a lot better at that. It just, it doesn't make sense. And when you change your words, you're changing your world. Yeah. There's a lot to that. So using different words, looking at at words, listening, listening to what people are saying. And uh, I I remember I was was on a top 40 radio station when I changed. And everybody used to say that, you know, uh, that I, uh, my slogan was, I hate people (laughs) because they really drove me nuts. (laughs) But really what it was. What station was, was this? Uh, what, this was up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I was at the end of my career. Like Hartford? Hartford, Connecticut? Uh, no, New Haven. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was at the end <laughs> of my market, career. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I am, uh, I turn my life around. I sober up. I find God. And I'm on the phone on doing, you know, stuff on the air. And I'm talking to people on the phone. And. They're usually just very quick conversation. You know, it's top 40. Move, sure. move, move. Yeah. Hey, man. And I am, I'm, I'm actually like talking to people. And because I'm, for the very first time, fascinated. Because all of a sudden, I care mm-hmm. about people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. And I do, it I is ever. such a cool discovery yeah. from going from a guy who really hated people. I don't want to talk to them to tell me about yourself. What are you doing? What are you exploring? What's happening? It's is fun. Turns out when you ask people to talk about themselves, they talk a lot and they got lots of things to say. Yeah. Yeah. And usually a lot of really important and good things. There's one thing. There's one actual change I've made. Um, I kind of try to ditch the smartphone. I got a light phone. If you heard this, the light Mm. phone too, which is almost like a mini Kindle and it just does text message and calling and calendar. And so, I notice now that if I'm in the checkout line at HEB, which is, you know, our Texas supermarket, mm-hmm. um, instead of doom scrolling, doing whatever, um, I'm look, observing people and I'll talk to the guy behind me and yeah. have a little conversation. And it's really been enriching. That is a lot of what we do on our phones is, is uh, drawing us in and taking us to dark places. Well, isn't it amazing? We pray. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> our head is bowed mm-hmm. to our, our device. Yeah. Um, it has become our God. More with Adam Curry here in a second. First, you work hard for the money you earn. And if you're like me, when you have to spend that money, you prefer to spend it on things that are made right, that you have to buy once and preferably are made here in America, uh, you know, and, and not some crazy ESG company. Having things made in America is not just patriotic. We have to start making things again. Um, we, we have to be creators again. Made in America meant something. It lasts longer. It was built better. But it also came with a sense of 
pride. One of the reasons why I love partnering with companies like Grip6 is you're getting that true American experience. A guy who literally was in his house, may have been in his garage, um, and talking to a friend. And they were talking about, I think it was wallets. And he's like, there's a better way to make this. And they're completely different. And But he said, if we're going to do this, he made his friend a wallet. And his friend said, we should make these. He said, if we're going to do it, we have to do it all in America. So now they make wallets, they make belts, all kinds of things, and their socks are tremendous. True American business pioneers. I want you to try their some of their products. Just go and look. Their socks truly are great. Grip6.com slash Beck. That's Grip6.com slash Beck. The turning point in our children's lives was high school getting devices they didn't have phones they didn't have access to social media none of it and that changed them it changed them i i think it is the great destroyer of our time well i have a, a daughter and two stepdaughters who kind of grew up with the transition from um, the t-mobile sidekick to the uh, mm. to the smartphone which came 2007 with the iphone and um I especially with these girls. I mean, yeah. girls are the girls target. Are so girls mean. are the target. Well, they're mean anyway in, mid, yeah. in middle school, but they are yeah. the target. They are the target of of everything. They're yeah. just they're being targeted, and uh, it wasn't really until two thousand eight, more or less, when we saw a huge increase in cutting um, uh, all kinds of eating disorders. And Do you understand the cutting thing? Because I don't understand it. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, intellectually, you can tell me a lot about it, but that, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to even get a, you know, an, an IV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine any of that, but it's, it's an obvious, it's huge distress. It's huge distress. And, uh, and I totally believe that what we're seeing now with, um, with transgenderism, which of course there's a real body dysmorphia issue. Mm-hmm. People have that. People who, who literally don't want to have a leg and will, they can't, yeah. aren't happy until it's amputated. But we wouldn't do that no um well this is the the pharmaceutical industry um and i've I've had a lot of conversations about this on our show um where the american association the american psychology association the american association of pediatrics just like covid they control the doctors Mm -hmm. you know you can if if a patient comes to you and says i'm confused about my sexuality which is very normal for teenage girls Mm -hmm. you know because it's like well do i want to be like kim kardashian and get Mm -hmm. you know the boob job or do i want to be something else and the answer is written out in the rules for the for the therapist you're a boy and here's the path that you go down. And they can't deviate from that without losing their insurance, losing their practice. I, I mean, it's horrible. I have friends who have lost their practice. Since we've been talking about yeah. this, people have come out of the woodwork. And yeah. there's some very brave therapists who say, yeah. I got it. I have to talk about this. But th- this, does, this is a problem. And doesn't that frighten you? Again, Germany. Mm-hmm. What Mengele was doing was exactly this. was all fine and standard in Germany. They had shut up and and pushed out any doctor that was going to yep. uh, have a problem with it. So you were left with these people that had no real sense of humanity in them. Dangerous. Dangerous. It what always surprises me is, you know, I grew up in the Netherlands um, and I went yeah. over to play, play at friends' houses and their grandmas had numbers on their arms. And, uh, and, you know, the we didn't know, we, you know, um, never again. But here we are. Where are the voices saying, well, well we got to stop. You know, we're at the never again moment. 
Um, so having I mean, luckily, as bad as the internet can be, you know, we can have this conversation. It can yeah. be seen by millions around the world. Exactly. So it's good. I mean, it's the same. Everything, the internet, America, the internet, you, me. Are you good or bad? The answer is yes. You know, there's <laughs> precisely there is just depending which direction is it headed? Or is it getting better or worse? Right. Are you using it to, and things are getting better? We just don't seem to recognize that. Um, uh, let me uh, let me switch gears okay. to um, a few things that I know you have studied all these that honestly Adam, I am changing so much. I've changed so much since 2020. You know, 1995, I sober up. I get baptized by 99. I start doing talk radio 2000. And I thought, you know, okay, well. I'm set. I'm, I'm coasting. Set. I'm, I'm good. Coasting. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Almost everything I believe has changed deeply. And I don't know if it's always been this way. Um, but one thing let me start with this the one thing i'm really concerned about is we are erasing history we're erasing um uh, america our whole story is going to be gone if if we don't if if the other side wins if you will it'll be gone it'll be gone and i've been trying to get a spacesuit anything i'm talking to um uh charlie duke he was uh i think on apollo 14 mm -hmm. and i'm asking him what in your mind would prove that we have gone to, <laughs> to the moon space gone <laughs> to, to the space moon. at all yeah uh -huh. and because i think and they're already seeing it russia is already putting propaganda out that we didn't go to the moon that number is on the rise mm -hmm. we went to the moon I'm not so sure. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Glenn. Um, the thing that bothers me is, you know, we erase the tapes. You know, we've lost all the evidence. As you say, we've lost all. We're losing so much evidence. Um, I would love to see someone go to the moon right now. I and mean, we have enough rich guys who are doing it. I would, I would really love nothing more. I really would. Um, there's obviously some space. You know, we've got satellites up there that are slowly following, fall, uh, falling. It's also not the most important thing. Um, I, I'm more concerned what we're doing on Earth. That's that's where you know cyberspace is where is where the real problems are right yes, now. Yes, I agree with that. Um, however, I'm very excited about um, the new Starship rocket. I mean, I don't want my government spending all that money. Um, <laughs> right. But if Elon Musk wants to spend that money, I think that's exciting that man first of all i kind of agree with elon not because of global warming but because we're facing a time where we have really big philosophical choices to make and i'm not sure we're ready to make them hmm. um so it wouldn't be bad for some humans to go off and scatter the seed around the yeah, universe. I don't, this, we may be, have a disagreement here. I mean, mm. th there's so much we can do here on Earth, so much we can fix. Um, we, I know where I'm going when I'm dead. You know, mm -hmm. I already know that. Right. And, and I'm, I'll get a new body. I'll be looking forward to it. Things sure, are going to be, I know. You know, I'll, I'll work to do, but it'll be important right. work. Um, to me, that's a little bit of a distraction. It's pulling away from the things we need to fix right now, right here, because what good will it be if, you, you know, the escape is only out there? No, I know. I, I, I know. I'm hedging my bet for humankind, okay. well, <laughs> but I think you and I disagree on AI. 
Um, I am. If I, I saw your, uh, your your talk with Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I do And he disagree. is fantastic on social media. He, he was very, the whole thing he did about algorithms, et cetera, was spot on. Spot on. Dynamite. Um, he disagrees with a lot of people um, in, uh, in the AI space, but I'm seeing a lot of those people that, because I've, I've been following this since the 90s, um, and Ray Kurzweil. Mm-hmm. I am thrilled by the idea of AI. People don't know the whole world can open up between AI and, uh, and uh, quantum computing. There are answers that will solve cancer, all kinds of stuff right, at, right around the corner. I think we disagree there. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, I think this is a load of horse crap. Really? Let's look at the timeline of AI. So all of a sudden, Microsoft starts doing something. Meta, uh, Facebook starts doing something with AI that you're hearing. it. This is very recent history. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Google jumps in. They're running as fast as they can. We've got Google Bard, Barf, whatever it's called. <laughs> we, and we, you know, they, de- they demo and, and right. they lose $100 billion mm-hmm. in market value because the mm-hmm. thing doesn't work right. Why this rush? Why wasn't Siri already talking to me in normal parlance and because answering normal questions? Siri is Siri is narrow AI. This is a totally different engine let's, underneath it. Let's first talk about what is AI. So it stands for artificial intelligence. Right. I think it's a euphemism that is just not right. It's not intelligence. It's algorithms. It's you know versions of skip. And a lot of people, are just, I mean, expect, the AI people really think I'm nuts to say this, right. but I'm looking at what are the big companies doing? Why do we have this call all of a sudden to stop it because AI is going to eat the world? I don't believe any of it. Artificial, we'll call it AI, but it's not really intelligence. It's, you know, you're giving it a script, it, it learns stuff and it can do things. Mm-hmm. And because of the LLM, the large language model, mm-hmm. it can speak and understand much better than Siri would do. So right. it's, it's really, the, that's the core that got out. And this was open source by Stanford. And this is where it all went wrong for Silicon Valley, for big tech. Because now people are loading this on their own machines. And, right. and where six months ago, it took $5 million to train AI <clears throat> on a set of data. <clears throat> now it's $500. So if you get 100 people, it each costs you five bucks mm-hmm. to do it. It is inherently a decentralized technology. Correct. And Google cannot afford, their model is tracking you, knowing who you are, building a shadow person of you, and advertising, and selling your your behavior to advertisers. Now, all of a sudden, they've got to load up 12 uh, gigabytes of, of computing power, not storage, computing power, to handle your AI requests. Their business model is breaking. That's why they need to stop. That's why they want legislation. Okay, so wait, so wait. I want to make sure I understand. So you're not saying that... AI, I understand the intelligence. I agree. There's a difference Mm -hmm. um, between endless facts and figures Mm -hmm. uh, and wisdom and knowledge. Um, But you're not denying that AI is that this is happening, that that uh, chat GPT is a remarkable well, it, it's doing some remarkable things, okay, but right. it can't do everything. Correct, it, correct. This is Google's business is ask me anything and I'm going to give you correct. all the answers. I'm going to give you five links to ads before I give you the answers mm-hmm. and find your own answers mm-hmm. down here. Now, now we had to create this new terminology. Well, AI sometimes hallucinates. In other words, I it gets know. shit, excuse me, right. it gets stuff wrong. So, okay. Uh, so I'm already questioning what is the use of this now? 
is it is it going to be useful for certain things and take away certain jobs? Yes. Uh, particularly customer service. Because, and this is what British mm-hmm. Telecom it already announced we're going to mm-hmm. fire 50,000 people, 10,000 of mm-hmm. those people because of AI. No, mm-hmm. I think it's because of financials they got to fire some people. But 10,000 jobs in customer service, I believe it because you can take the entire knowledge base of British Telecom, all the questions people answer, mm-hmm. and you can hone that into something that can now use this large mm-hmm. language model. That's not and can, Siri. And can, and can mm-hmm. speak to you. Uh, the way you might get your customer service Correct. today. So it's all, so customer service will just suck cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's basically what <laughs> that's basically what they're going for. <laughs> okay. And and so uh, my friend is a periodontist. You know, I was just mm-hmm. talking to him. It was like you know, we can load up a whole model of all the stuff you know about all your patients, all the procedures you've done, everything that, that your knowledge and the knowledge that is in your field, and you can definitely create an artificial intelligence where a periodontist can say, "Here's here's this particular patient I have. Here's the things I'm looking to do. You know what? You know what strategy right. should I take? That will absolutely work. Yes, it's not going to eat the world. It's going to be a great tool for the periodontist. Google and Meta and all these companies." They know that if they can't do it all, then people will go towards these decentralized. You saw the memo that came out and basically we have no moat around this technology. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in America when you don't have a moat? You do what you do to TikTok. It's like, hey, TikTok's eating our advertising lunch, people. What are we going to do? Let's get it banned through legislation. Mm. I truly believe that's that is the the initial impetus for doing See, that's this. the reason why I am so against any ban. Because I know who's going to be writing the legislation. It'll be big tech writing it for the losers in Washington. Of course. And it'll block everyone else from having access. That's why I liked the original open AI uh, idea. Right. Yeah. But, but then what they leave do? Leave it open. Then he, yep, he they made, left. They made they a commercial. Yes. They made a commercial. Um, so I, I think this is an arms race that is really going nowhere. And they really just want to slow it down and stop it and make sure that other people can't enter the, the Boy, space. Boy, I hope you end up being right. I really feel it's so unimpressive to me. I mean, yeah, it's it's great when I can ask it things and and I use it for scripture all the time. You know, hey, give me something. Yeah. So, but you cannot train the world's data into AI cost efficiently. So, so let's talk about this. Forget about the eating the world. <laughs> um, look at what has happened just on social media with very simple algorithms. Mm-hmm. You take that algorithm. And you can train the large language model to be your buddy. Think of the damage and how many people will fight to the death. It's alive. That's my friend. It's alive. They'll they'll bond with these things. Uh, try to take somebody's phone away right now. Correct. Imagine when it knows you and is giving you what it wants. And it might be right, might be wrong, but you believe it. Well, I think that goes for with or without AI. If you, you know, you're going to believe what you want to believe yeah. and that's, you know, parenting, that's community, et cetera. Um, I, I look forward to training my own AI for things that'll, that'll work for me. Yeah. And you can already do that today on, right. your, on your home computer. Right. That's the whole, that, so all this fear mongering is just that. Um, hmm. The algorithms on social media, we're back to the American media model. The whole idea was strife. You know, you know, people are talking about this. Correct. Bring in someone who has opposite opposite opinion. This is why TikTok ran away with everybody's advertising lunch. And I mean, 
you've heard this. You know what's going on in, in ad, in ad business. And, you know, literally, they're lo- and now they're entering yeah. the search advertising market. Right. So this is a big problem. What they did is very much more a Chinese model of, oh, you're all into you know conservative talk. We're going to put all of you in here, and we're not going to put any liberal talk in there. Mm-hmm. You're liberal. This is why... Um, if you if you look around, you'll see people are um, on one hand, I get emails from people saying you're wrong. This is not about advertising money. They want they want this thing gone because all the patriots are on TikTok. And then you look over here and it's like they want TikTok gone because all the trans and gay people are yes. on TikTok. What's happening? They split it up. They didn't use the America model. And it turns out it's much more profitable yes. when you don't pit people against each is. other. This of is what's so crazy. So, so that is why they need it to be gone, because that is so not the you- model. Do you think that TikTok is fine? We shouldn't do anything? No, no. Uh, Because obviously TikTok is part of what got us in the situation with teenage girls. But this this has been going on since Tumblr. I know. Tumblr Tumblr was the place where teenage girls would find out about how how to be bulimic. Yeah. I mean, so. But it's really frightening with TikTok with the filters. Yeah. Where you look like a model. Well, and well, I think we even talked about this last time. This is, of course, I mean, fashion in general has been doing this for a long, long time. Right. And, you know, and advertising, if you don't look like this, you know, if you don't if you don't drink our beer, you're not getting laid. I mean, this is going on for a long time. So what do you think when you say the um, uh, that girls and women are the target? Totally. I mean, you look at what's happening with transgenderism and it is so anti woman. Well, the, 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 and the distraction is male to female transition. That's the distraction. It's real. You know, we do have biological men competing in women's sports. Correct. But that's what the, where the outrage comes in. Meanwhile, 80% of the transitioning is teenage girls. Right. And you don't hear about the Affirmation Generation is a fantastic documentary. It's on YouTube. Um, it's uh, it's done by liberals, liberal therapists. You know, they're all Democrats. They they say that right, and they're and there's detransitioners. And when you hear um, what what was really happening medically, and parents, you need to sit down and watch this with your with your children. I mean, it's it, it's a little tough to watch, but it's really, really good, and it, it's honest, and it tells you what's happening. Well, there's not and a lot the, of honesty. And the girls, they are the target. And you know what happened? Why? To what end? It's. <laughs> It's the pharmaceutical industry. It's what they do. It's what they did with COVID. It's what they've done with, with many, many illnesses. Uh, we've, we've taken away everything. I mean, doctors. Is there, no, is there no one? I mean, no one that has ethics around money. Is that really what we've come to? That For the love of money is the root of all evil. I know. But I mean, <laughs> well, so. I mean, we used to be able to have. Uh, people that, you know, there were evil people and, you know, where it comes to money. And then other people are like, no, just because we can doesn't mean we do. But it seems like everybody. Well, everyone is everyone is captured. Everyone is afraid. We all kind of live on the brink of paycheck to paycheck. I mean, this is no surprise that not everybody can. It's not the way it used to be. This is part of the credit system. You know, we're already kind of captured financially. So in 2020, we had a no agenda meetup in Vegas. And uh, a lot of medical professionals there were people who trained ventilator, ventilator technicians. And they said straight up to me. Now, they, they, they could not say this in public, but they said, we're killing people. This is the wrong protocol. It's the wrong thing to do. What do you read now in the news? Oh, right. we killed people with ventilators. Mm-hmm. 
it's so strong the um, the the media the the money uh, the fear of complete annihilation as a person mm-hmm. uh, because when credit came in we we just didn't have a way to you know there's no salvation you've got this this nut at the end of the month no matter what it is right. and and people are afraid um, of course you know, when you come to the Lord, you get a lot less afraid about these things. Yeah. Um, so a that would that would be my message, less. you know, but that's not going to hit hit home for everybody. You know, I but but I, can we spend a time on it? Yeah. Just for a minute. More with Adam Curry in just a second. First, let me tell you about Jace Medical. I've talked about the Jace case for a while. It holds five of the most important antibiotics for emergency use. But I am a prepper. Um, I believe that AI could eat us. Uh, I believe the government could eat us. There's lots of things that could go wrong and, you know, we'll get better and things will correct itself eventually. But that time when maybe you have a supply chain disruption could be deadly for some people. Literally, the one thing you can't prep for until now is if you are on heart medication or, you know, some sort of uh, antidepressant or whatever you're on. Now, Jace Medical has a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to 12-month backup and have that supply on hand just in case. Now, that's cholesterol, diabetes, um, heart, blood pressure, mental health, whatever it is that you're taking. It's reviewed by a certified healthcare professional and delivered right to your door. It's really good if you're a prepper like I am. JaceMedical.com. JaceMedical.com. Use the promo code Beck at checkout. I am shocked at what people, you know, doctors will say, what is your stress level like? And I'm like, you know, it's pretty high, but I'm good because I've come to this place and it took me a long time, but I came, I come to this place where, I, where I really truly know it all works out for whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean I'm going to have a great time. Doesn't mean, but he's got me, he's got me. And no matter my situation, you know, my, my goal in life is to be, hopefully never, ever have to go through this, but be the guy who was the guy in the concert, the, the priest that was in the concentration camp that was singing and teaching everybody in the barracks how to sing and be happy. And then they had to put him in a hole right. and then go kill him eventually because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he just refused to be unhappy. I think I think the version of that today and what. What we've always done kind of a no agenda through humor mainly and just yeah. you know, mocking in a way mm-hmm. um, is to help people not get spun up because yeah. that's the that's the whole idea. When, and when you get spun up about something, you are an easy target. You're a target for so many things, particularly for the enemy. You are just an easy, easy to you. You lose everything. And what is the number one symptom people have today, particularly children? Anxiety. It's ang- we all um, Johnny's anxious. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Our schooling system, teachers have been captured. It's captured. the same thing. They, they are now the feedback loop. Well, Johnny, you might want to up his meds because yeah. he's a little bit out of whack today. Yeah. And, you know, and, and this is... That used to be controversial. I remember in the 90s, oh. a friend of mine had children before I did. And it was in the late 80s. And they were like, I'm not putting him in this school because they say if we don't medicate... Yeah, Ritalin for boys. Yeah, right. Certainly, and, yeah. They, and they pulled him out of the school. Now... 
everybody. All the kids have to have it's a like break Tom, at a 10, 15 to take yeah, their meds. Yeah. It's like, you know, when Tom but, Cruise jumped on Oprah's couch yeah. and he was talking about the medicine and everything. He had, I he, watched that again and I'm like, I think he's right. And at the time, I, me- I remember I wasn't. What a nut job. Yeah. What is Tom Cruise doing? Yeah. Must be that Scientology stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's right now. There's an, we're in such a, a dark place, but it, it's, uh, it's savable. Our food. So we're not eating food. Um, you go through the supermarket, you're just seeing processed, colorful stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a circus in there. And, just thinking about and, that last And night. so what happens is, you know, we have 41, maybe even 47% of all children are moving towards obesity. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, magic above all magic. Here's, and it, they even took the old song, oh, 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 it's magic. <laughs> Here's a drug that helps you lose weight. And it's not really, it's it's helping you lose your lean body mass which translation is muscle so you're actually losing your muscle now they're taking it one step further with the competitor to that it's actually a brain and body drug and people are oh i don't i no longer feel like drinking i no longer feel like smoking i'm no longer nail biting this is what yeah we got it's it's the it's with a W. I forget the name. It's the same drug, just a different dose. And it used to be a diabetes drug. Wow. As an alcoholic, I will tell you that is terrifying. And I think it's because it's, I mean, you know, it's also lean body mass, your brain. So maybe it's rotting away some wow. of your brain. But this, when I grew up in the Netherlands, it was the big joke about Americans. Americans are crazy, man. They walk around with water in a bottle. These people are not, they do something called jogging and aerobics, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. this was nuts. And then they have a pill for everything in America. And I was like, nah, it's not really true. But now it's truly it's there. And, and we don't it's know true. what half the stuff does. We don't know half the, what SSRIs really do, you know. Um, but I do know that there's a high percentage of children who are on uh, certain, I won't name brand names, but a certain uh, antidepressants. And I hear from pharmacists, well, actually, the suicide rate is greater on these things. So we've got to grab control of our lives and of our children. I'm at, we're very fortunate. Our, our kids, although all of them were on some kind of drug at some point, every single one of them, and they're now in their 26, yeah. 28, and 32, all, of, all girls, all have been on some kind of crazy-ass drug that didn't even exist when I was a kid. I know. So we've got, to, we've got to realize what's going on. So... Um, let me go. Let me go back to some of the, the conspiracy theory stuff. I never. We agree. We're not going to talk about the moon anymore. Yeah. That, yeah no, no, no. That, I mean, I want to hear. I actually want to hear your evidence on it at some point. I've got a I'm reading a book. I think it's called Moonshot. And it's a guy who says mm-hmm. absolutely positively. Have you read that? Uh, I've not read it. But OK. It, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I just I I am always fascinated with the other side. And I don't you know, you you choose to believe what you believe you're either just taught it and you're like, okay, or you'll look at both sides and then you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've done that with many things in my life. And one is the CIA. <laughs> I always thought CIA is in there helping us. Now it's in action. We jump out of airplanes and save the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I look at the CIA and especially Jeffrey Epstein. That guy, I think, had to have been an operative for either us or somebody else. And that was a really sick, twisted honeypot thing to gain power over people. I don't I mean, it's just freaking evil. 
from start to finish. But there's no way to explain it other than he was in a protected class of some sort because no way we would ever if this was happening to a a ring of truck drivers we'd know all of the truck drivers and there'd be torches at their houses Mm -hmm. this one has all of the big elites of the world from all over the world um hmm and nobody wants to do anything about it um, so my whole family is military and intelligence. You know, I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the FBI invented this model. The FBI was born, J. Edgar Hoover was born as a blackmailer. I mean, this was, he, th- yeah. that's what the FBI did. Mm-hmm. And uh, CIA, um, and it's interesting you bring this up now because, you know, we're still waiting for some actual documents about JFK. And well, that's another, may I say so just for a second? Yeah. I never bought that. I always bought that it was Oswald by himself. But for the for these documents to be held as long as they are and then to disobey Congress mm-hmm. and say no and presidents are involved. And then for them to release, they say they're holding stuff back because it could be damaging. But for them to release that the CIA knew Oswald had him on their payroll at the time. Well, now, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. That's a whole different story. There's some evidence that actually the mob killed JFK and the CIA couldn't CIA knew it and couldn't stop it. And that was the embarrassment that they didn't want to talk about. Maybe one day we'll find out. You don't you think it was mob or because I think the actual hit was likely mob. But CIA knew they knew uh-huh. it. there was a lot of reasons for it. I mean, there was a lot of people I mean, making also, a lot of money. So the Kennedy family, yeah. you know, had yeah, some yeah, mob yeah. connections of their own, you know, right. some bootlegging and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and Bobby Kennedy was not really friendly towards the mob. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, but I'll, I'll take uh, RFK Jr.'s side any day because I think he, he's much closer to it. And he's pretty adamant that, you know, mm-hmm. the CIA did this. Um, but back to your premise, this CIA grew and that, w- that would be like the starting moment. And that's all they've done is honeypotting black mm-hmm. men. People think that, you know, it's like James Bond stuff. No, it's information warfare. And then it's, it used to be where uh, CIA would uh, be in Uganda and, you know, and be working for a newspaper. And we know mm-hmm. that this has all happened, that we, you know, CIA was in the mm-hmm. news organizations. And they'd write some misinformation, true mm-hmm. mis or disinformation. Um, and so that the New York Times, in the, in the Ugandan Times, so the New York Times could then say, according to the Ugandan Times, Correct. this is happening. They don't even care about that anymore. Sources say, according to f- people familiar with the matter, doesn't Correct. it? You know, so that's all. And, and they, you see uh, everything that's happened the last five years. If you go back and look at the, what the media said mm-hmm. on the whole Russiagate stuff, yeah. it was all intelligence sources say. Day. Yeah. Yeah, say. Yeah. And it Tell turns us. out, you know, according to the, uh, Correct. To the Durham report that, oh, it, it was all pretty much bullcrap. Um, so what is really left for them? Um, the evils of that, that strike men, you know, homosexuality, uh, prostitution, all these types of things. It's still used a little bit like, oh, we need to get rid of him. Found porn on his computer. Oh, sorry. You know, you're canceled. It's and a- the only taboo and it's still it's starting to go away. The only taboo left is sex with children. That's pretty much. Oh, yeah. It's the only that's taboo. Where, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So it's also very possible that a lot of people are implicated in things when they surrounded Epstein who maybe were totally uh, uh, that did nothing wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. that's very possible. 
uh, and they may be used, you know, in, uh, or they may be implicated just by association mm-hmm. with Epstein. But in general, it seems, you know, look at his townhouse, look at all the cameras, everything that was being recorded. It's so obvious. Read. Have you ever met Tim? Tim? Uh, Weiner, I think he is. He wrote uh, Legacy of Ashes. Mm-mm. Great book about the CIA. He wrote a, one later about the FBI, but I think by then someone had had a little chat with him. Um, but Legacy of Ashes, this was actually what brought me into, this is 15, 16 years ago. I read this book and my uncle's in it. Mm-hmm. In the book? A lot. Yeah, a wow. lot. He was big in the CIA. He was um, uh, Bush Sr.'s national security advisor. Wow. Iran Contra, all that stuff wow. happened around him. Felix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> involved in mm-hmm. all that stuff and, and I call him up I said Uncle Dom uh, did this really happen and he says yeah that's pretty much how I remember it and I'm like oh, wow and then you just see uh, now of course this is all the st- a lot of the early stuff was literally jump out of airplanes Correct. and save the world but then it just got into a, a place of uh, information warfare and lying and all, all of our media is completely infiltrated and corrupt you, they've got thousands of people working in a room on writing books so that former agents or former right. um, military mm-hmm. can go on a tour talking about stuff you know and, and then we ultimately come down to the, the, the another evil is the military industrial complex yeah all these things work together so well you know we've got Food, working with uh, with pharma, you know, let's keep people just alive enough. You know, we've got uh, uh, military industrial complex draining our bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just reading uh, yesterday, one Stinger missile seven years ago cost $25,000. Today, it's $400,000. One Stinger missile, $400,000. I mean, we're being robbed blind and wars are being created or maintained for to keep this money train going. So, and then we're at the bankers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Central bank. I mean, they're all, all of it, all of it. Um, well, let me go um, uh, back a little bit further. The OSS, it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're fighting a great evil you know, so we get into all of this stuff. Um, but I've been looking a lot into Operation Paperclip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mean when we brought all the Nazis here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and for them to go into rockets, uh, we excuse. I, you know, I was raised to believe that Werner von Braun was he was an okay guy. He was just, you know, into really into rockets. No, I don't think he was necessarily a really good guy. What I worry about, though, are all of the guys who were doing scientific medical experiments. Eugenics. Yes. And those people were just absorbed. I'm wondering how much of our problems today with medicine and everything else is because we brought a bunch of Nazi doctors and just put them into the system. I'll take it back one step further. The American Eugenics Society, you know, Hitler, Hitler I was know. a fan. I know. He would send fan letters like, you guys are doing great things. And we had state fairs with beauty, children beauty contests. Yep. Is your kid the perfect kid? The Human and Betterment Society. There you go. Yeah. And, and, we, and this is all before, before yeah. Nazi Germany. Yeah, turn and of the then, century. And then, and then, you know, we decide, well, we can, even the Supreme Court said, you know, it's probably good to sterilize some people. We don't want a third generation of morons running around. Right. This was the Supreme Court that, that made this decision. Teddy Roosevelt said, we wouldn't breed our our cattle you'd right. be put into an asylum if you just let them choose so now that 
progressed. You know, we actually did sterilize mm-hmm. poor black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hitler t- took a lot of this mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And then he started doing a little more extreme stuff. And the eugenics people in America went, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not like that. And they kind of retreated into the background. But did it ever go away? I don't think so. But it, so the whole this whole slavery, Black Lives Matter, that's so minor compared to what, what really the genesis is of all of this stuff. And then we brought them back here. Um, I believe America is good. I really do. Under God, America is a great country. It's worth fighting for. It's, right. it's worth having this conversation mm-hmm. uh, because w- I, just looking around, I mean, looking the capture of, of Europe, the UK, you can't even speak freely anymore. If it's not us, then then we're in for some dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have we got to admit our history. We've got to be honest about it. Um, and I this think, is and part I think of it. Most Americans will be fine with that. Most Americans, I do believe America is uh, is great because America is good. And I don't mean the government. I mean, the people of America generally, you didn't I didn't know they were doing all this stuff in my name. No way. This is the problem with we are. We are good people. Mm -hmm. And it used to be you didn't talk about religion or politics with your Mm -hmm. neighbor. And you would actually have a cookout, hang out, talk Mm -hmm. about sports, whatever. And then your dad might say. Dang, he's a liberal nut job. But he's my neighbor. I like him. Right. And we are so good. We we so want to be nice and kind to people, which is why when you come in and say, you know, you're the only only country in the world that had this horrible slavery thing, we're shocked and we're and we're just traumatized. And not just the black Americans, we're traumatized over and over and over again by this, and and we're being taken advantage of. Yep. And to, and just you're bad and you're horrible and the amount of people. Who literally will be sitting on a Zoom call? HBO. I heard this from someone, um, uh, a producer, that it was uh, coming up on July Fourth, and the producers who were on this twenty-person Zoom call, HBO, uh, say, "I like the holiday, but I really don't care about America anymore." And that's people who are making media that is influencing us. So, I, I mean. I think there's enough people to turn that around. I, th- I think enough people uh, I think there's more see the goodness day. of it. Yeah. Um, there's more every day. But, but we have, we can't do what we did, I think, in the 1960s. Um, you know, we addressed racism and then the government came up with what I think is a very racist civil rights bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. By, uh, by a racist president. By a either. racist president. Mm-hmm. There's no way they didn't know this was <laughs> this was accomplishing all of their racist goals. But then they do that. Martin Luther King is shot. And we're kind of like, hey, OK, I think we solved this. Right. And we didn't really we didn't as a people atone for it just that's just, I'm, I'm uh, reparations i'm not for atonement i am absolutely oh for man it. i'd we love have to have atonement to. yes we have to I'd love to have and that if we get through this we we must atone for everything that we have done because we may not have been responsible we didn't know per se that all of these things were being done in our name but it is our name mm-hmm. and if we want to fix it then we do have to open it up and put it away in the right drawer, not just shove it mm-hmm. into some some closet. And so the only way that works, I mean, we've got to get our heads out of who's going to be president. It's just not that important compared to your own community, your yeah. town, your 
county, your state, this local community, this is where it has to start. That's the only way. We're going to have to start looking at our local schools. You know, and I take some blame for that in the 80s and 90s. We were Me partying. Too. I didn't look. School board, you loser. Yeah. What are you doing? City council. Like, you got nothing better to do. So we have to atone for that as well to ourselves, to our children. And we got to get back into it. And we got to start working on it with love and passion and viewing people in 3D because otherwise you're just going to blow up your towns you know you can't do this and as Americans as human beings we're capable of that we really mm-hmm. when you really when you approach someone and not like you're horrible and you're left or you're right you're this or that it actually works out we can actually find common ground let's go it, have a beer you know if, if it's think how arrogant it is to say I don't want to talk to somebody else yeah it's it's the height of arrogance. You mean to tell me that you have no curiosity on how they came to that point of view? That person, whether you end up agreeing or not, has nothing to teach you, nothing to share of value? Oh, my gosh. Well, when it's being reinforced every five minutes that you pick up your phone. I was, we were on vacation, Tina and I, and you know, at this great little place in Jamaica, and we were just... We were truly, we were in God, we're having a great time, we're feeling, it's very religious island. People would, the staff would mm-hmm. pray with us before dinner, Love it was fantastic. It. Mm-hmm. And, and we're literally looking at some people and it's three minutes. Three minutes is the max time any person can go without looking at their phone. That's what it is. It's reinforcement. It's it's right there. It, and you know, you can't even get a minimalist interface on the, on the app store. You know, they won't let you have that. It's there to do this to you. and. For money, you know, it's for, for mm-hmm. I'm not saying Tim Cook is evil, um, but the whole system is just rife with it. You got to get away from it and take your kids away from it. This um, screen induced autistic behavior is real. The good news is you take the screen away after the ranting and mm-hmm. raving for an hour, the kid will return to normal, but you've got to do it. So, you know, find. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, we used to have to come home when the streetlights went on. You know, mm-hmm. we had rock fights, all that. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a, an old guy yelling at the clouds, but let's be honest, we're, we're hitting kids with dopamine every three minutes. You're just letting them run rampant. Good. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Just admit it and move on. You're going to be able to, you know, you can track your kid, you know? <laughs> all right. One last stop, and then we come to the exciting conclusion of uh, Glenn and, and Adam. Um, I love this guy. Anyway, our home's titles are online now. And once a criminal gets a hold of your title, he can forge your signature. And then it's a race against time to stop him before he takes loans out against your house or worse, can sell your home because he's got the title. When's the last time you saw your home's title? I'm guessing it was like, I bought the house. We did a check on the title then. Yeah, that's it. Nobody's watching over this thing now. The folks over at Home Title Lock demonstrated to me uh, how online criminals can get your title and forge a signature. They came to me with my title. And they're like, yep, all we have to do is just sign and your house is ours. It's crazy how easy it really is. So protect yourself before it's too late. I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com, sign up. Free with sign up, you get 30 days of free protection when you use the promo code BECK, HomeTitleLock.com. So I have been, uh, all, the whole conversation, I've uh, been thinking about a conversation I had with um, uh, 
the guy he was in um jaws uh famous actor goodbye girl richard dreyfus oh richard dreyfus yeah so i oh, had this conversation his, his recent uh statement yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so he was here and we hung out for a couple of hours um, cool guy to hang out with i'll bet i bet he's fun really cool yeah we disagree on so much mm-hmm. but he's done his homework and while i'll disagree with the, some of the conclusions he's made or i think you know you should augment this with maybe balance that view out with maybe mm-hmm. some of this mm-hmm. I left there and I said to him, I would love to have you as a neighbor. And I feel the same way about you. I, I guess I'm building a neighborhood in my mind. Yeah. I would love to have Richard Dreyfus on this <laughs> side and you on this side. Because what a block party that would be. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> yeah, it would you, be we don't. And this is what America is missing. We don't necessarily yes. agree on everything. But when you do, it's it's boring. It's boring. It totally. And, um, and I think we're really fortunate in Fredericksburg, where, where we live now, which is, you know, it's a little small town, 15,000 people, grows to 60,000 on the weekend. We've got yeah. wineries and everything. Too close to Austin, though, for my taste. Um, it's, far <laughs> en- it's just far enough for us. I, I get your point, though. I get yeah. your point. Um, we have lots of churches, a lot of churches in mm-hmm. Fredericksburg. And um, our pastor ha- happens to head like the council. They have a little you know, meeting every yeah, yeah. once a month, whatever. And, and there are some very liberal churches and you know, some very conservative churches and, and just all different denominations. Um, but I'm seeing such wonderful things happen there. And they, go, they preach to their own communities. And, and we're getting to some version of that. You know, we had a real big problem with the books in the, in the high school. And, you know, until we have the Moms for Liberty who are, you know, mm-hmm. out to, you know, just draw blood. Um, and it, there was a calming effect that came when all the, the pastors and the ministers came together and they all took each, out, each other out to lunch mm-hmm. and, had a, and, you know, had a drink. And then, hey, you know, what can we do about this? And everyone's kind of talking to their own congregation. Uh, it's a way. It's not the way, but it's a way that I see working. And I'm very, very uh, the minute, happy about The minute I see a movement uh, like Martin Luther King, who was a very flawed individual. But his message was, do not strike back. This is a movement of love. Do not strike back. The minute I find that guy, I would follow that guy because that is, that is the only way to solve this, is to introduce true, uh, unconditional love. I've got this great uh, note from, um, his name was Hugh Stafford. He was in the... Um, Hanoi Hilton Mm. and his wife and children gave me a box of all of his writings. It was just this amazing. I love your museum. I hope you you can show it to me again. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love your museum. (laughs) I'm excited. Um, But uh, in it, he talks about um, forgiveness and the way he writes about forgiveness and don't judge other people. You don't know if you would do the same thing if you were in his shoes. Now, he's talking about a guy who's pulling his arms out of his sockets every Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. This the the perspective this guy had 
um, at the worst time of his life is just remarkable. And there's many examples of that. And hopefully we can get more movies and books and things written. You know, that that would be great to get that. Well, more, into, examples, into, like more examples. More examples. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. Uh, I'm all, I have to say I'm also a Malcolm X fan. I think Malcolm X also... Um, although he had a little more radical bent on it later on, he did say he has spoke so much truth from the black American perspective. We, and that, that's often missing. I like to combine those two. Uh, hmm. there's, a, there's a good I haven't mix read there. enough Malcolm X to know the, the nuance. It's all nuance, of course. Um, but I've, I've studied as much as I can. And I'm just like, wow, you know, Malcolm X got a... He's a Bad marketing. <laughs> you yeah. got, got some bad PR. Um, but from the black American perspective is also completely misrepresented. You know, and, and just like when we said, hey, you know, not all Muslims are bad and the American Muslims have to stand up and say something, which some did. We still need a lot more black American leaders to stand up. We also need gay and lesbians to stand up and say, hold on a, hold on a second. I agree. This, we, we, this is... This LGBTQ plus is not a community. We don't belong. This is not entirely true, if not at all. Yeah. And they're being they're being abused and and lied about. So we need you know everyone needs to step up and say something about to their it. own side. Of course. To their own. Of side. course. Yeah. Great to see you, Glenn. I, I love coming here, man. Thank I you. really do. Likewise, I, I, I love having you. Appreciate it. Let's. Uh, Plan it again. Let's next next time. Let's make sure it's not a year. <laughs> Anytime. I'm good. Thank with you. It. Just a reminder, I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people.